Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for what is today? It is Monday, November 13th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney from Insights and Automation. And this is a show where I talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. And um, I don't know why, my, I'm just back from Automation Fair and my, uh, my uh, computer keeps saying USB device not recognized. Well, everything seems to be working. We'll look over here and uh, at the control panel, everything seems to be working over there. And um, I get the chat up, so if you want to chat, we are live streaming on four uh, different platforms, and we do edit and upload the show to the rest of the platforms later in the day. So with that, let's go ahead and jump right into the news, and I'll try to ignore that note that keeps coming up. I don't know what's wrong with Windows this morning. But in any case, um, so we're going to go ahead here and start with a reminder that if you do enjoy this morning's news show, this series, the Automation Morning Show, then please consider giving us a like, a sub, and a share. That is the fuel that keeps us on the ear. And with that, we'll go over to our sponsor. Today, we're being sponsored by Siemens. They're sponsoring today's show. And uh, today, I'm featuring my first look at a recent uh, look at their Cymatic IPC tablet, the MD34A. And I had a lot of fun. It took a long, longer than I thought, but I had a lot of fun playing with this new product. I want to thank Siemens for sending it in. If you haven't seen it yet, this is the Automation Minute Season 5, Episode 39. And uh, it's about 14 minutes, but I go through, I unbox it, I show you what comes in it, and uh, all of that stuff. I even test out TI Portal and Studio 5000. So with that, let's go over to our first uh, news story here. And uh, this is actually a press release from Siemens. Uh, they are uh, collaborating with ServiceNow to enable cloud-based management of OT assets. Now, I'm always concerned about these because um, anytime you do cloud-based, you have to make sure you have a secure pipe to the cloud. And a lot of people don't do that correctly. So in any case, not because they don't want to, just because of know-how. But of course, Siemens is an expert in that, like most industrial manufacturers. And uh, this is a new software as a service solution from this these two companies. And the whole goal here is to uh, allow um, OT devices on the shop floor to be... Uh, continually monitored, right? So you know that if there's a uh, cybersecurity hack or breach into your system. So I thought that was an interesting press release. From there, we go over to a press release from Endress Hauser. And uh, this was this is very interesting. This is about their $50 million investment in the U.S. headquarters in Indiana. And I always like to see companies uh, investing in their facilities around the world. I actually get to stop by and say hi to Woodenstein at uh, Automation Fair. Congratulate them on investing and expanding their plant in uh, the U.S. And uh, this is uh, their headquarters in Indiana. So um, it's good to see them making investments and uh, really uh, expanding that facility. That's good for the people of Indiana as well. Uh, from there, we go over to Schneider. They had an article here about... Um, their bold software vision helps customers, they say fly higher, really navigate uh, the data. So most facilities are collecting just massive amounts of data, terabytes of data, but they're not using analytics on them. And so this article kind of goes through their vision of that and talks about all the different products they, uh, they use, including Aviva. They're a partner with Aviva. So they include Aviva in this article. So if you want to know, you know, what Schneider's doing as far as making available uh, solutions to mine your data, check out this press release here. From there, we go over to um, 
a article from Beckoff. This is a press release uh, noting that they just won the Ind Industry 4.0 Innovation Award for their MX system. This is a complete on-machine system, and uh, or um, I guess on-machine is maybe a trademark of somebody, but uh, this is a panelless system, no panel required, if I'm reading this correctly. Cabinet-free, controlled cabinet-free automation. So congratulations goes out to Beckoff. From there, we go over to SMC, and they have a uh, new, a pretty uh, detailed uh, product announcement here on their new three-color display. Usually, I pull these up before the show starts, but I was running a little late this morning. In any case, this is their three-color display. It's a digital flow switch for water, and it has IO-Link. It's IP65. Now, I got to see some of these displays at Automation Fair. They are very bright and very easy to read, as you would expect. This new Z model, so this is the PF3W7-Z. The dash Z is the newer model, and it's 50% reduction in mass. So as SMC usually does, they continue to improve and innovate on their existing products and uh, typically without raising the price, which I thought was just amazing. And uh, with that, I'm just going to check over here, make sure that the Microsoft Windows is flipping out. I keep saying USB device not recognized. I just want to make sure you're not hearing that noise. It does not seem like it's coming through. So in any case, I don't know what's wrong with the folks up in Redmond. But in any case, let's go over to Pills. Pills had a, um, a couple of links here on the same subject. They're talking about their PNAS Multi 2, which is now offering or soon to offer fail-safe over Ethernet, uh, actually fail-safe over EtherCAT. So we've talked about EtherCAT in the past. We've talked about fail-safe uh, devices on EtherCAT. But in any case, uh, hey, thank you, Frank, for confirming you're not hearing the, the windows flipping out over there. Um, in any case, um, so this is a, a brand new product. That, so this is their existing product line. Let me rephrase that. This is their existing product line, the Pinos 2 Multi, which we've covered many times. But now they're integrating Failsafe over EtherCAT, which I think is great. It's great to have options. And it's I always like seeing these vendors support multiple uh, field buses, especially when it comes to Failsafe, right? So, you know, you have Profi-Safe, you have uh, SIP Safety, and, and we have uh, Safety over EtherCAT as well. So I'm going to provide two links here because they were actually two different articles on very similar things. And um, so if you want to know more about the PNAS Multi 2 uh, safety controller, the I.O. modules, the communication modules, you will find that in all these links here. Um, I thought initially they were saying that all these, uh, these uh, networks were supported with the same uh, network module. It does not appear that that is the case. So for just from what I'm reading this morning, seems like you'd need a different module for different field buses. From there, we go over to Archibus, Archibus and they have a new article about their uh, new product. They, um, they focus on products uh, that um, are high precision. So in this case, they're talking about effective gravity compensation with a linear thrust generation. And so this is a little bit beyond what I typically work with, but uh, you can see their MS P-A series of magnetic springs. Um, you can see the, the article just goes into this. It talks about their rod motors and other products that they offer. So if, you, if that's of interest to you, check that out. From there, we go over to SICK. Now, there was a couple of new products featured here. We'll just uh, zoom in on this one. The Automated Load Detect Ident System here. Okay, and what this is, is this uses RFID lasers and cameras to uh, ID systems, okay? So it depends on what you want to plug into it. 
right? I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Um, and uh, this uh, also includes wireless, Wi-Fi is built in, or you can use mobile networks like uh, uh, cell networks. And uh, so this is their automated loaded detection system. I'm just gonna click on it. Typically it just brings me to a list of all the products here. Oh, no, this is actually a better article than the one I was just showing you. So this goes into it in more detail. So a press release that covers the details of this system. So I will include the link to this one here instead of the other page. From there, Acromag uh, is announcing, now we've covered their Ethernet IO in the past, right? And they have a bus system that allows you to expand it and add more modules to it, which is pretty cool. Um, but they're announcing that they now support Profinet as well as Ethernet IP and Modbus TCP. So they just get the certification. You can see here it's PI certified. And so this uh, gives them another option. Again, I, I really like seeing, uh, you know, a vendor support all the major field buses. And with this one, um, this module, if I'm reading it correctly, does support all three, Profinet, Ethernet IP, and Modbus TCP with the same, it's field selectable, it's the same hardware that supports all three, which is really cool. From there, we go over to our featured product today. Uh, you know, today we're just featuring the automationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or SCADA training, please send them over to the automationschool.com. I am working right now on the new updated courses here. So I will be pulling out all the hardware and doing uh, brand new hardware overviews for the new 2023-2024 courses. They're currently uh, labeled as the ultimate courses. I'm going to be changing that to, um, I don't know what I'm going to change it to. I'll have to think about it. But in any case, I want to change them to like, uh, you know, level one and two. Um, and they'll be entering early access because the lessons are starting to come out now. So they're not uh, pre-orders anymore. They're early access. Now, still, for the, for the near term, the only way to get these new courses that I'm filming is to buy the existing courses. So you buy, uh, for instance, you buy any level one and two PLC course from the automationschool.com and you will get the next course completely free. You're actually automatically enrolled in it for free. So in any case, that's our featured products from the automationschool.com. From there, we go over to Umron. They had a, a mini article about their latest handheld barcode reader. And they're really touting its ability to automatically adjust to the environment. So in one spot here, what they were talking about um, automatically selecting the up, um, optimal lighting. So I know a lot of times our cell phones do this now, where they'll automatically adjust the lighting um, very accurately for the whatever picture you're taking. Not always, but what they're doing here is they're taking that kind of technology and that those algorithms. Some people may call it machine learning or AI, but they're taking that algorithm and putting it into their handheld barcode readers. So that was an interesting article I wanted to share with you this morning. From there, we go over to an article I enjoyed from PNF. If I can just get rid of the cookies. Come on. Okay, good. So this talks about now at first glance, I thought they may have had the wrong image here. It says intelligent valve control with IO link and conveyor technology. I'm like valves and conveyors. Well, they were talking about uh, stoppers and diverters, pushers, and uh, we're talking about ear valves, typically. So in any case, I, I thought this was a really interesting article. It talks about their new product that we covered either last week or the week before, which is a, um, a IO-Link device you can put on your existing valves, right, to monitor them for like machine monitoring, condition monitoring, whatnot. So I thought it was a very interesting article. They had some great uh, images here showing different stoppers. I've actually put some of these into my uh, digital twin for the uh, automation schools because so the students can simulate a jam. 
And so we actually have some of these stoppers built in so you can actually simulate a jam on the conveyor and then deal with that in your PLC code. And then we have the pushes here as well. And um, so very interesting article. If, you're, if you have a lot of pushes or diverters or stoppers that, that's pneumatic and you want uh, to monitor, you know, condition monitoring, I think when we covered this, it'll tell you how many times it, um, you know, it keeps a counter and how many times it actually act actuated. It also monitors the health of the device as well. I believe. So check that article out. I thought it was very interesting. From there, we go over to Opto 22. They have a couple articles, and I think I'm meeting with them this afternoon to talk about getting them on the show, which I'm excited about. But they had two articles here today. The first one is about their free tech support. So a lot of companies charge for tech support, but Opto 22 um, has free tech support. And, you know, they have some pretty technical uh, products. You know, we've covered them in the past, all the things you can do with their products, right? But they have not. They have multiple ways of uh, tech support. You can phone them. You can email them. You can chat with them. And so that's what this article is talking about. You can even use the the web page to contact them. From there, we go over to another article about Op, from Opto Twenty Two about their new learning center demo kit. So I thought this was very interesting. So it looks to be. Um, so typically, if you guys are wondering, typically I get rid of all when I get into the office early and I'm able to prep. I typically get rid of all those notices for cookies, so that's why you're seeing them all, because I was running late this morning. But in any case, in the box here with the Groove Epic Learning Center, you get, this is the Learning Center 2, you get the new Groove Epic LC2 controller. You also get the, some buttons and lights. You also get, um, what do you get here? You get a universal I.O. module, the Groove MM1001-10. And uh, you can see the different components that come in it. So really cool if you, especially if you're using Opto 22, you may want to place an order for these. They are now in manufacturing, so they'll be ready in probably six to eight weeks, I think they were saying. But in any case, you can see the full bill of material down here. I really wish more companies would do this. I know a lot of companies struggled through the supply chain shortages and have actually pulled their demo boxes uh, from their from their inventory. And I'm really hoping that they'll stop making them again. You know, we've covered many of them from many different vendors. And these things, these, I can't tell you enough how helpful these are to uh, customers and factories because, um, you know, it gives them something to, that they can put on the wall that's ready to go that they can uh, learn on, right? And, of course, with uh, Opto 22, they have a whole online learning center you can take uh, advantage of. All right, from there, we go over to our featured guide today. Today, I am just featuring all of our guides. So uh, last summer I spent, or this past summer, I should say, uh, I took uh, an entire week up at the automationblog.com and went through our 1,600, actually 1,700 articles and videos. And I said, what, are, what, are the, what products do we cover the most? And then I took those products and I took all the articles we had on them and I made curated, ordered lists of our content. So, and I, I call these guides because it starts from, hey, how to find your local representative, through how to do advanced things like PID, right? And so you can see the guides here. We have it on Control Logics, Compact Logics, S7-1500, S7-1200. Now, when you're with, I'm talking about PLC, sometimes those two different guides, like Compact and Control or 1200, 1500, they may share some different videos and articles like how to get the software because it's the same for both. Uh, we also have one on the Micro 800. We've had one of our freelancers who I get to meet in person, Brandon, out at uh, Automation Fair. He's written a lot about the Micro 800 as well as I have. Uh, we got Panel V800 uh, guide. We got a Panel V5000 uh, guide. I did get to see Keith Hogan 
we, he hasn't been on the show for a couple of years, but we were talking about all the new features in the Panelview 5000. So it was great to see him. Um, not, nothing really new with the Panelview Plus, but we do have an extensive guide. I think it's 140 different articles and videos on that. Um, we have VUSC. I get to go to the What's New with VUSC session at Automation Fair. So I'm excited about talking to the students at the Automation School about that and so on. You can see all the different guides we have here. So when you click on one of these guides, you'll just get a, a what I call a pretty list of all the different articles and videos, right? And uh, about 20 per page, but I also did an index, right? So I'm a big, big fan of indexes. So you can click here and this is just a numbered list of everything in the guide, okay? So you can see here, there's a hundred, I think there's 140 or more on this topic. Yeah, 175 uh, articles or videos on the uh, control logics. And um, whenever you click on the guide too, if let me go back to that other guide here. Let's see if we can do this. Nope, I don't have the back button. But in any case, whenever you click on one of these guides, let's see if I can, uh, let me just click on one of these. Um, this is a Q&A. So this is an episode of the Automation Minute. You'll see down here on the right-hand side, you'll see the mini guide. So you can see this is over, uh, this looks like nine pages, but you can see here, so you can jump to any article in the guide from this mini guide on the right-hand side as well. So that is our guides. All right, so from there, OnLogix has a new uh, blog article about OpenVINO. I had no idea what this was until I read this, but this has to do with condition monitoring. So if you are um, not condition monitoring, this has to do with AI. So, and they really explain this very well. So um, you can talk about deep learning or machine learning, and they really go into OpenVINO, which is from uh, Intel. And it talks about um, model training, model optimization, interface engine, and application deployment. And they just go really deep into it. And uh, so I thought this was interesting. I want to include it to you. I did not get a chance to read the whole thing, but I read about half of it, and it was, it was really good. So in any case, from there, um, we have a new tech tip from Obviously MDT. We do have a demo we filmed with them that uh, coming up on the show, um, I, I don't know the date yet, but uh, um, as new sponsors come in, we bump back the unsponsored episodes. But in any case, I thought they did a phenomenal job, a great demo of their software. But uh, what this is, is this is a tech tip, um, and I didn't know this, but you can actually have two OctoPlant servers sync with each other, which could be helpful because you may have one in plant A and one in plant B, but you wanna, in case one dies, you wanna have them cross sync so to make sure they have all the same info. So I thought that was very interesting. And uh, of course you probably don't wanna have the same server doing every PLC you have in all your plants in the world, right? But in any case, I um, thought it was a very interesting article there. We also had an interesting article from Anybus, and uh, this is about how their newer communication modules have a legacy mode. And this talks about that. And basically what the legacy mode is, for instance, if you're on Profinet, you know, you have an old module, you're putting a new one in its place. Well, you know, you don't have to replace a GSD file and update your system to do that. that that's always very painful, especially like back in the days of DeviceNet, right? If you need a new EDS file, then you'd have to go into RS Networks for DeviceNet and the maintenance people typically couldn't do that and so on and so forth. So um, I thought it was an interesting article if you're using any of Anybus's products. From there, we go over to an article from Software Toolbox and this really digs into understanding the difference uh, of their OPC data logger component. So if you're using that from uh, Software Toolbox, you'll find this article, I'm sure, very informative. Uh, and then we over, go over the Copia, and um, 
This article I thought was very good. This is an article about DevOps. Okay, so if you've never heard of DevOps, um, this is something they do in IT to ensure that large teams can work efficiently together. Okay, that's one way to describe it. And so we're seeing a lot of that migrate into automation because, you know, automation is usually behind just because of what we do. We got to keep plants running. That's the focus, producing products, not developing software. But software is such a huge part of what we do. So the best practice, practices from DevOps are making their way into, they have to, for people to become more and more efficient. So they're making their way into automation. I thought Copia did a great job of explaining what DevOps is and the benefits of it. So check that article if you want to learn more. Uh, from there, we also had an article from DigiKey about elevating functional safety with relay modules. So this really talks about functional safety relay modules. And I thought it was a pretty good primer for anybody out there who hasn't used a safety relay before. And with that, uh, for videos, I just wanted to remember, I, I didn't even get to see Mitch, really just to shake his hand, Jeff and Mitch. So they both came on the show this year from Metla Toledo. And um, we already talked about the IND360 that Jeff showed us, which was really, really cool. And uh, last week while I was at the fair, I didn't get to promote this much with, the, with, the, with all you, my connections. But uh, we released the episode that was... Um, their smart single point, you like how I said smart? <laughs> I parked it and then I unpocked it. Smart single point load cell with IO link from Metla Toledo. By putting IO link on the load cell, it really just, it revolutionizes, in my opinion, really load cells, right? So there's just so many advantages to this, right? It's amazing. And, um, you know, you just talk about one, the cables, right? So typically, Right? In the old days, right, you'd have a load cell, somebody, you'd have to order it with so many feet, and then a lot of times people would either have to coil it up and it would be in the way, or they'd cut it and then they'd ruin the, uh, the you know, because the cables were matched to the load cells, so they'd ruin the performance of the load cell or offset it. And so uh, Mitch did a great job going through this and, um, and uh, talking about uh, all the features and really how this changes um, you know, the load cell market and just get to so many advantages there. So many advantages. So if you haven't seen this video or podcast, this is the Automation Podcast episode 178. And uh, um, we also have, I believe this week, if I remember correctly, Red Lion with their Rack 10 um, coming up, or RA, is the RA10C coming up this week. And then next week for Thanksgiving week, which I won't be around, I'll be off on vacation. Um, we're doing a special interview I pre-recorded with um, the, the folks from Manufacture Local, talking about manufacturing art, talking about a history of, you know, uh, promoting manufacturing as a great uh, job and so on. So uh, looking forward to editing both of those this week and getting them uh, scheduled to come out. But in any case, from there we go over to, there's a new event here. I actually get to uh, talk to the folks from uh, Horner Automation. I think we're scheduled to record an episode this week, which I'm excited because I know nothing about their products, but they do a lot of webinars. They do a lot with control systems. And uh, they actually have a, a webinar coming up uh, Tuesday, November 21st at 2 p.m. I think they have one almost every week. And this one is about exchanging uh, data from their control system with Ignition using MQTT spot plug. So we're hearing more and more about that. And for those ignition users out there, this would probably be a, definitely a good one. Or Horner Automation, OCS users, this would definitely be a good uh, webinar to register for. There were some webinars I'm not covering today that happen either today or tomorrow. I just thought it was just too little notice to give you guys. So I'm trying to not tell you, you know, if it, at least a week out so you guys can get it in your calendar, right? So in any case, uh, from there, there's another event here. 
And this one's from Odyssey MDT. And this one's a live webcast, Transform Disaster Recovery for Manufacturers. So basically, why do you need a disaster recovery software, right? And this one's scheduled for November 20th at 10 a.m. Eastern. Okay, so that's a week away. So in any case, the timing's good. And if you've ever thought about doing a disaster recovery package like, you know, uh, Octoplan or uh, Copia or Asset Center, you know, you probably want to check out and see what these guys are doing here. With that, um, let's see. Oh, we got an updated firmware for S7 1500 CPUs and ET 200 CPUs. So I'll include that link at automate.news if you want to learn more about that. We also have um, a new AI software development kit from Siemens available to download. Let's see here. It looks like there's a bunch of different versions here you can download. It looks like there's a version 1.5.0 out. That's the first one that comes up. From there, we had some new documentations from our Rockwell. So we had a couple on Connective Components Workbench. Um, one's a brochure and one's a quick tips. I actually had somebody ask me recently, hey, is there any way to migrate, uh, you know, is there a migrate wizard from CCW to Studio 5000? I'm like, I have never seen that. But I had forgotten that they did enable the ability to copy and paste between the two platforms. So I have not tried this. But you can see here, right in black and white, or right in color of glossy brochure, they, they're promoting the fact that you can copy and paste from Studio 5000 Logics Designer to CCW and vice versa. So um, if you're the person asked me that question, there's an answer for you. <laughs> and from there, here's the tips. I thought these tips were good. Um, I didn't get to read them because of just the time frame this morning. But really, I, I love that they have the new uh, text bar up here that you can just type in your ladder logic, which I love to do because sometimes it's just quicker to type it in and drag things all around. But in any case, you can see this uh, tip document as well. And they had a new uh, document about their Ponyo very high-speed counter modules. These are the VHSCs. I, I probably need to pick up some for my course because I don't think I have any. I'll find out when I do my uh, do the videos this week. But in any case, I want to make sure I count, uh, include all the counters and uh, even go back on the S7 course I did and do counters on that as well. So uh, Because they're important, right? High-speed counters. So that's a new manual there. We had a couple new manuals from uh, Emerson. We had a new quick stock guide for the Rosemont 928 wireless game mon wireless gas monitor, not gauge. And we also had a new quick stock on the Rosemont 9195 wedge meter assembly, as well as new operating manuals for the Bettis RTS FQ series. And this one, I thought this was interesting because of the nomenclature. So this is from Umron. This is the new Ethan IP unit. And I'm like, what's a unit, right? Um, but in any case, uh, this appears to be, and, and we've reached out to Amron to get him on the show. So it's not that I want to be ignorant. It's just that I can't get anybody from Amron on the show. But in any case, uh, this appears to be a communication module. If you guys know, let me know. And uh, then I'll be, um, I'll be wiser. But in any case, you can see here, it's a CS1W EIP21 and EIP21S. And these units support, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of words of, uh, uh, linked tags, to, um, and I just, I thought it was very interesting. I really don't, as I'm looking at this, I'm like, I don't know what this does, but it seems to have some very high-end capacity there. So if you're an Umron user, check that out. And uh, we had some new manuals from Siemens. We had a new manual on the ET200SP, a CyWareX uh, technology module that's for weighing. We also had a new uh, manual on my HMI automotive PLC blocks. 
which looks, the title just looks very interesting. And we also had one on the, and I, I didn't even know about this product, the Cymatic S7 4100 controller. So um, I don't know what that is, but it's much bigger than 1500, right? And from there, we'll end the show today. Oh, we're still not eight o'clock yet. We're doing good with a, a other science and technology article. And this is talking about or comparing the current chip battle for generative AI. And uh, so NVIDIA is uh, just a short version. NVIDIA is in the lead as far as their chips being the fastest. But Intel is closing in. Uh, Google, unfortunately, is way behind. But, um, you know, but everybody will catch up. Eventually, you know, it seems like, you know, a rising tide raises all boats, right? So competition is good and competition helps everybody do better. And so um, I think the fact that NVIDIA is winning is not a surprise. Um, they, they got into this very, very early. Um, it's good to see Intel uh, putting up some very good competition as well. So if you're interested in following AI, machine learning, and you know, the training that goes into these systems and the chipsets, you'll probably find this article interesting. I did. And with that, I uh, just want to thank our sponsor again, Siemens. If you want to see my first look at their MD34A, you'll catch it right here. This is episode uh, 39 of the, the Automation Minute season five. I do, and let me just go out here. I did get from them the desktop dock. So I definitely want to do an unboxing on this and setting it up. It won't be as long as the, uh, the PC. PC, a lot more you can do with a PC than a dock. But I do want to do that um, here this week before I go on vacation. And, uh, but I did want to thank our sponsor, Siemens. Also, just a reminder, if you think I missed any news, there's a news tip uh, form you can fill in, as well as I want to thank everybody who's following us over at automation.locals.com. This is our automation community where you can follow us. And I post everything I do up here as well as at the automation blog. This is the look you'll see. Not that uh, that other look is like the editor's look. This is the, the look you will typically see when you come up here. And I didn't get a chance to check the followers, but I do want to uh, thank everybody who joins our community here. If you have any technical questions for me, this is the place to post them because this is where I invest my time if you're not in one of my training classes. Of course, if you're in a training class, you want to post it in the class. Um, from there, I just want to thank everybody who picked up copies of our eBooks, our video collections, as well as our coffee cups and T-shirts. Um, every penny of profit goes right back into the show and site. And with that, just a reminder, if you're new to the show, every single link from all 140 plus episodes we've done this year, you will find at automate.news. And um, typically what happens after this live show ends, which will be in a few seconds, we, uh, I edit them, I, um, I upload them to the other locations, and then I come up here and I put up the new updated links. So um, check that out, automate.news. And with that, I want to wish you all an awesome Monday. Stay courageous, stay fearless, and until next time, my friends, peace.